Blog Talk Radio. driving unlicensed make sure you do your research and and 
make sure that these places are on the up and up and, you know, look at um, reviews and talk to other people, get recommendations, just do your research. Yeah, I mean, we use Sunshine Limo, and I really looked into them quite a bit before we took them. And uh, they're very reliable. They do a great job. And we use Bill Murphy a lot when we're yeah. down there because uh, we know what a great job he does. But when you're calling a taxi or calling an Uber, you're pretty much, you know, at the mercy of what the driver's got with them. Uh, I think Uber does have some type of specs as far as how old the car can be. Yeah, they have. And, and also they have a rating system. So you can look and I mean, I don't think I've ever had an Uber driver who didn't have at least a four or five star rating. But, you know, I mean, if it were somebody who was not legitimate or, you know, they had an issue with, they would have a lower rating. Yeah, I mean, it also made me think about the Disney buses as well. And I know school buses and everything, nobody wears a seatbelt. I don't even believe they have seatbelts. But it's always weird when you start thinking about, like, how many people are standing in the aisle of a Disney bus. If that thing ever hit anything... I can't imagine, like, the domino effect. You're going to have everybody nuts. all freaked out now. Yeah, don't get freaked out, but I'm just letting you guys know. You know like, be safe and uh, wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt, if at all possible. That's so funny that you're saying that. Why is that? Because I never wear my seatbelt. you refuse to wear your seatbelt. I wear my seatbelt when someone else is driving. Like, if I'm with my mother or you. But or... you understand that there are other cars on the road, and you're not the only car on the road, right? Like, you know that other people can hit you. You know that other people have hit you before, because I've been in car accidents with you before. Right? Yeah, but I steered us out of imminent danger. No, you didn't. Kind of. Um, we T-boned <laughs> that guy. Well, that's here nor there. Okay. Anyway. Well, but, yeah, so <laughs> before she starts giving me any more evil eyes. It's not the evil eye. You're just wrong and ridiculous. Well, that's, that's a given. I'm always wrong and ridiculous. But let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Now that I get all my nonsense out of the way, uh, Toy Story Land. And talked about Toy Story Land quite a bit on here, but it was always based on what pictures and videos we've seen. And not that I bashed it, but I wasn't overly impressed with it when I saw what I saw online. So uh, I spent a lot of time down there when I went on my vacation a couple weeks ago. And you visited it briefly as well. Yeah. So I figured we'd come on and we give our actual opinion on what we thought about being there, not just from looking at it online. Um, as for me, I was still fairly unimpressed. Like being there in person did not change my thoughts on it. And uh, Slinky Dog was everything I thought it would be. A lot of fun, really cool coaster. The theming of the area was beautiful. I mean, Disney, they know how to theme stuff. They know how to make things look great. Uh, the Alien Saucer Spin was garbage, like I thought. Did not change, but actually, I think I hated it more after I did it. And uh, I really enjoyed Andy's lunchbox. Um, I had a few things when I was there. I did the grilled cheese sandwich, which I mentioned on the Crazy for Disney group had way too much garlic on it. And everybody told me, like, is that a thing, like, way too much garlic? I think it is. If you've got something that's, like, overpowering what you're eating, like, I wanted a grilled cheese. I want to taste cheese. I don't want a grilled garlic sandwich. I mean, so, you said it was, like, Texas toast, right? Yeah, but, like, a little over the top, like, too much garlic on the Texas toast. Like, it, it overpowered the cheese a little bit. But it was still pretty good. And then I had breakfast there, too, and they had, like, a uh, – it was eggs with hash browns and gravy, which was actually really good. And um, the area around Andy's Lunchbox, you went in that area, didn't you? Yep. It, it was nice. I mean, where they do have shade and they do have some umbrellas, it's nice. But 
like the rest of Toy Story Land, there is not a lot of spots where you can find shade. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see much area at all where there was shade. Yeah, and in I, fact, that's why I was going to get a drink at Andy's Lunchbox, and the line was long, and it was all in the sun, and I was like, nope. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very popular area. Being that you're in a, a section, the Toy Story Land section, that's the only place you can go to eat. So the lines do get large for it. Uh, it they don't seem to move the lines that quickly, which surprised me because... When I ordered the sandwich, I could see a, there was literally like a platter of like 30 pre-made sandwiches ready to go. Yeah. So all they need to do is throw the sandwich on a plate and the tater tots and you're ready to roll. But it still took, I would say, at least a solid 10 minutes to get my food, which surprised me. Um, the seating is definitely inadequate, which that's the case in most Disney places. If you go to Casey's, if you go to uh, Friar's Nook, any of those places are kind of have like a little tiny quick serve. Usually seating's at a premium, and Andy's is probably worse than any of them because there's very little seating, and even when you do get a seat, you don't have very much uh, shade from the sun. Yeah. They do have fans, but the fans are just basically, if it's hot, they're blowing hot air at you. So, yeah, that, that's one of the things that really disappointed me. And um, I had a lot of time there. I got to, to do two events, which was kind of cool, and I did it on the same day. In the morning, I did the VIP pass thing. Is that what it was called? The know. VIP pass holder event. I think that's what it was called. And basically what they did is you got uh, slots. You could either go from 7 to 8 in the morning or you can go from, maybe it was 6 to 7 and then 7 to 8. I don't know, but you got an hour-long slot. And uh, I showed up at the, the park maybe about a half hour early. The line wasn't huge to get in. They got you through bag check quickly. And then they marched you in with like 30 CMs into the park. And they really kept it limited, which was nice because you felt like it was an actual. And this was always my complaint about Mickey Not So Scary and the, the Christmas Party, is those have become so oversold. It just feels like another part of the, the day with just different theming. But this event felt special. Like, I, I must have done Slinky Dog, I think, four times in the first 30 minutes. I did nice. Alien Saucer Spin once. What I did, I did it once and hated it. And then I tried to give the benefit of doubt because I knew I had a party that night. I would check it out at night. And uh, I wasn't impressed with it during the day. It, it is, I mean, it's exactly what you see on the Internet. It's like Mater's spin, which just tosses you back and forth and turns you in like a, a figure eight. Yeah. Just nonsense. Flame. I'm sure kids like it. I'm sure the kids love it. Uh, in that hour, I was able to get on the rides multiple times. I was able to grab breakfast and... I actually sat and, like, took my time and ate it, and I still had, like, 20 minutes left over to just kind of wander the parks. Yeah. And the one thing you notice is, like, the level of detail. Like, one of the things I picked up that I didn't see on the Internet was you can see Andy's footprints and parts on the pavement. Yeah, that was cool. It was so large. Yeah. Unless you're looking for it, you don't even notice it. Uh, one of the drawbacks that I did notice during the day is the theme of the park is obviously Andy's backyard, and those are his toys that he plays with or whatever. So they grew the shrubbery really long, so it looks like tall grass and a lot of trees. But one of the things I noticed that kind of bothered me, like when you're in line for Slinky Dog or Alien Saucer Spin, the shrubbery actually takes away from the view of the parks. So you don't really get a good view of what's going on around you. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling, too. I didn't really, like, make the connection of what was causing that, but I did feel like I couldn't really see, like, everything. Well, I was really trying to take everything in, so I was, I was just looking at everything, like, the reactions of the people while they were in line. And, and one thing I noticed as well while we were in line for Slinky Dog was the kids look miserable. And 
not that they weren't happy to be in Disney, but like I said, you're directly in the sun. And I think the alien saucer spin, we were probably in the sun for a solid 30 minutes before you got any shade. And they do have one water fountain set up, which I guess is nice. But, uh, you know, you could just see kids were, they were hot. They were overtired. You know, parents were starting to get upset because their kids were getting upset. So, yeah, I think Disney should work on doing something with that. Maybe come up with some type of cover for that because uh, you hear that from everybody. It's a, it's a very major complaint. And uh, especially with kids. You don't want your kids overheated. Right. So later on that night, I went back. I had a Moonlight Magic event which somebody was nice enough to invite me to. And that gave me a chance to experience it at night. And I would say it's a million times better at night to look at. All those issues where the grass and the shrubs kind of blocked everything were kind of, they weren't as noticeable because of all the, the lighting that they have in there. The slinky dog tracks all lit up. They have the, uh, you know, it looks like the Christmas lights all throughout there. Yeah, I so wasn't there at night, so I didn't get to see that. Yeah, it's beautiful at night. And if I was, if you only had a certain amount of time to spend at the park and you're trying to decide whether to be there in the morning or the evening, definitely go in the evening. If it's towards the time where the park's closing, the, uh, the lines are much more mellow too. Instead of doing the rope drop and trying to like run over to the place. Uh, being that it was a Moonlight Magic event, Disney does a great job with those as well. I mean, they're they're not oversold or over, they don't overcommit to it. So they don't have too many people coming in. They give you free food. They give you free ice cream. Um, they have a lot of special characters there. Yeah. I got to meet Oswald and Sweetums and Bolt, which are characters you don't normally see. But yeah, I did also spend time in Toy Story Land as well. And it, it looks so much better at night. You don't have to deal with the, the shade issue anymore. So, I mean, if you're going to go there, go in the evening. Uh, is there anything that you took away from it that you were surprised about? Or was it pretty I mean, much I what was, you thought? I was literally in there for five minutes. Like, I walked in and walked out. You felt guilty. Well, I, I didn't really want to do anything. But I didn't, I don't know. I mean, it, there wasn't anything overly impressive. I thought it was cool. Like, I liked how it was set up and it was cool and everything. But, like, I just didn't explore that much. Well, the one thing I was glad that I did take the time to explore and, and like, literally took my time to, like, look around and, pay attention to everything was the level of detail was really cool like some of the benches are made out of dominoes mm-hmm. on the way out of uh toy story mania you always see the people taking the pictures of the wall the checker wall and the popsicle wall that's on the way out of toy story mania yeah so you've got that opportunity i do like the fact that the toy soldiers are wandering around and, and putting on a show yep. and boy those guys are amazing not only do they put on a great show but with as hot as it was, because I was dying in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, it was hot. These guys had full green makeup on their faces, then, the, you know, the, the cover over their hair and everything, and then the full army gear. I don't know. I know, and I know they're out there for a limited time. They're probably out there for maybe a half hour to pop. But, boy, they must be dying Yeah, for half it's hour. like plastic-y it, kind of material. Yeah, it looks gross. And uh, every one of them had the biggest smile on their face. It's like, it was the greatest thing ever. So yeah. they, they do a heck of a job. So. Make sure you take in a Toy Story Land show over there and check out the uh, the Toy Soldiers for sure. Um, as far as Toy Story Mania goes, it's still the same exact ride with a new entrance. Uh, it, the new exit's kind of cool, like I said, because they have a little more things to look at. The, the sad part is, is if Toy Story Mania opened up at the same time as the rest of the park, I still think that would have been the uh, main attraction ride. Yeah. And I don't. I, do you have any idea how old that is? I probably should have looked that up before I, I did no the show. I have no idea. It's got to be at least 
I mean, it's been there since before we started going. 2012. It's got to be at least probably 10 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of sad that a ride that's been around for 10 years is still outshining the two new ones they well, put in. it's a very in. cool ride. Yeah, it really is. And it just it feels more modern. It's just, uh, to me, they could have done more with it. And same thing with the roller coaster. As much as I said that I loved it, and I do love it, um, I still wish it had that dark ride element like they do with the uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine train. Yeah. It would have been cool to maybe go in and maybe a dark part where you're in Sid's room or something. It would have been kind of funny with all the demented toys. Uh, a lot of people. Well, a lot of people made a big deal because there's wheezies at the end, like singing a song. Really? But I mean, it's it's literally you can see them for maybe ten seconds out of the ride huh. as you're going in. Uh, I will say the best thing about Toy Story Land is the view of toy, or uh, the view of Star Wars. Star Wars Land. Land. <laughs> I was only gonna ride the Slinky Dog once. I think I wound up riding it about six times while I was down there, and every time it was so I could check out Star Wars Land. So. As you go over that first hill, you have like the best view on your right side of Toys, you say Toy Story Land, of Star Wars Land, mm-hmm. and you can see one of the ships they have in there already. The mountains are coming together really cool, so that's a really good view if you're a Star Wars nerd like me. I know most of the people that are in a Toy Story are probably don't care about the Star Wars. Yeah, they stuff. might. I mean, a lot I don't of them know. don't. I don't know. I'm looking forward to exploring with Maya though. I think she'll like it. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing that I didn't like about it was I was doing it on my own. And uh, I, I took more of like a clinical approach to it just to kind of take everything in for the radio show. But in the whole time I was thinking, I would love to see Maya's reaction. Yeah, that's why reaction. I think I just was kind of like meh when I was there because I, I think I'll have a lot more fun with Maya. But you know what? She, she's not, not your typical kid. She's just going to care about the slinky dog. No, but I think she'll think some of the, you know, I mean, Disney always puts in a lot of detail into everything. I think she appreciates that. I think she'll think like the popsicle sticks and dominoes and I think she'll think that's really cool. Yeah, she probably will. And she did love the uh, toy soldiers last time we saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that were reported, I'll go into some news quick. Uh, they said that the Jedi training was closing. And then I read reports today that it's not closing, that it was a false report. So the initial report that's closing October 31st, and I know they're going to start closing down some of these star Wars things to integrate them into the new star Wars land. Yeah. But, uh, I hope it's not closing because our daughter enjoyed it and I liked watching her do it. Yeah. So she did promise me she'd do it when we go down because Oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh, so we gotta get there early. Yeah. So oh hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Good bless you. <coughs> Good bless you. <laughs> get one more out. Here she goes. No, it's gone. No, you lost it? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He usually yells at me when I cough or sneeze, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so our overall, uh, we did enjoy Toy Story Land. Uh, like I said, I would enjoy it. I just wish there was more to it. I hope that they expand it in the future. They have room to expand it for sure. Uh, I never mentioned Alien Saucer Spin at Night. Basically, it's the same exact thing, but with some strobe lights. Um, it, was so, it was so impressive. It drove me crazy. And, and it's and I'll have people will constantly tell me it's because it's a kid's area, but that's not really true either because there's height limits on both of those rides. Yeah. So it's not like a true kitty area. It's more like a kitty area in the respects of like the barnstormer. Right. So I think they have the same height requirement. I did not see any kids get turned away. So, um, I mean, who's going to bring a little kid on that anyway? Like a little, little kid. Yeah, probably. Because it, it, it does whip you from side to side quite a bit. Um, Are you talking about this? Alien saucer spin, which is interesting because when you're riding it by yourself, you can 
you have the whole ride to brace yourself, which was what I was doing. I had like my feet out, my arms out. I'm curious at how it is riding with somebody like that's probably a little more fun, like crushing each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how good it would be if you're like, you have your kid between you. Cause then you're just going to stress out, like killing your kid. Right. We'll check that as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to cut this, this one short. We just wanted to kind of give a quick review. Uh, we have a trip coming up in, boy, less than a little over two weeks. Yeah. And while we're down there, we mentioned this a bunch of times. We are going to run the half marathon and the 10K for the wine and dine. Uh, we are currently raising money for the American Cancer Society because we are running for them. Uh, we are still well short of our goal. I think we're still like a little over $1,000 short. Yeah, I mean, we've raised over $3,000, so let's not yeah, people been minimize very, that. Yeah, people have been very generous. Um, but we'd really like to actually go over that goal and show the American Cancer Society a little extra love. So if you're part of our Crazy for Disney group, uh, or, if you're a, not. or if you're not, get in there and become part of the Crazy for Disney group. At the top of the page, I believe I have an announcement set up where it's got a link to the American Cancer Society page. Give a donation. I mean, it's going towards a great cause. Um, Five bucks will help. Yeah, I mean, we had a little, uh, we have somebody running it for us, Jenna. What's her name? Leanwall, I Jenna think Leanwall. that's how you pronounce it. She's, a, she's our contact at the American Cancer Society. Yeah, and she sent us an email the other day, like, if everybody from our running group only donated a dollar each, it'd be $1,800. You know, if it was a dollar from our main group, we'd have like $30,000. So uh, you don't want to minimize your the, the how much your small donation makes because they add up after a while. Yeah, and I mean, if you just think, because I was trying to think about like, you know, if you make a $5 donation, you might feel like that's not really making a difference. But for example, um, the American Cancer Society near us has a whole children's um, recreation room and they have programs there and stuff. That five bucks, could buy a, a game or a toy or a book that is a child's favorite. You know, it could be a child who's going through cancer treatment. It could be a child whose mom has been diagnosed with cancer and that has a huge effect on a child. You know, I mean that it seems insignificant, but something like that could make a world of difference to somebody. Yeah. Without a doubt. And uh, as we've mentioned before, this charity holds a place in our heart just because we've dealt with cancer so much and, uh, my mother is getting her thyroid removed on Monday. Oh, I didn't so. know if you were going to say that. Was I not supposed to? Well, I, I mean, she might get mad at you, but she's probably never going <laughs> to hear this. Lit. So if anybody knows Rudy's mom, please don't say anything. But My mother barely does that at work or car. Well, no, I know, but I'm more worried cat. about somebody else saying something to her. Um, cause she's a very private person, but it is. It's a scary diagnosis, and the thing that really sucks about thyroid cancer, same thing that happened to me, is they can't always diagnose it until they remove it. Right. So, I mean, you know, we've dealt with, my mother's dealing with it now. Danielle's dealt with it this year. I have a cousin that's dealing with it. Uh, you know, we, we've just been hit by so many people. My other cousin, who I'm actually running for, uh, died of pancreatic cancer earlier in the year. Actually, I think it's a year coming up in I December. Was, I thought it was April. Wasn't it in the spring? Boy, I can't remember. That's awful. It is awful. It is awful. Um, I mean, but regardless, I mean, she died within the last year. She was... 41 years old, I think, 42. She left behind two beautiful children and a husband, um, huge family who all loved her so much. I mean, it's just, it really rips people apart. And that's why, you know, I mean, not just because of my own personal struggle with it, it just, we know so many people who have been affected by it. And the American Cancer Society provides support to patients and to their families and loved ones. So, 
Um, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't know somebody who's been touched by this. Yeah, without a doubt. So we'll leave it on that. If you're part of our um, Crazy for Disney group, get there and look at the donation page. If you're not a member, become a member and look at the donation page and donate something. Uh, we run a couple contests every now and again. Today we gave away magnets to people who donated. Uh, I'm sure we'll do something before the weekend because our deadline, I believe, is October 18th. Which is next week. The next week. So we're running out of time here. We still have a few things to give away. We still have a few things we have to send out yet that we gave away a while ago. That We do? Yeah. Really? I did. Uh, we have that gift card and the, the bag and actually two bags I have to send out. You're the worst. I really am. You know, it, it, it's funny because it takes me about five minutes to do those things. But to me, like, while I'm waiting to do them. I had no like idea that you still had to do that. It's only three. I've sent everything else out. I'm not a total slacker. Well, no, but, I mean, it's been a while. I'll get it done. I promise. This week it'll be done. So, yeah, please go over there, uh, check out our page, and donate. <laughs> what was that? Just, the same thing keeps happening. This is what happens after you have your thyroid removed. You can't speak or swallow properly. Right. I just right. choked. Right now? I choked. Um, I was just going to say, please donate. Please donate. All right, we're going to let you guys go. Uh, we will do a show this weekend, and uh, it'll pr we're probably only going to have, like, two shows in us before we go away. We go away on the 28th, and we'll be gone for a couple weeks. So um, I don't know if we'll do a show while we're away or not. I was contemplating doing one the day of the meetup. You always contemplate that, but it's, that's a lot. There's a lot of noise. There are a lot of people around. I think it would be hard. Yeah, I mean, the toughest thing with that is uh, you'd have to do it by phone. And we've never done a podcast by phone. I mean, it's worth trying, but I don't know how well it would work. Yeah, maybe we'll try a quickie one. We'd like to keep everybody involved as much as possible because we know we only do these meetups uh, a couple times a year. And a lot of people's vacations obviously don't fall within the meetup. And everybody's always wondering you know, what it's like. And not that it would be the same as being there, but you kind of get an idea. We could kind of walk you through it a little bit. So uh, we will leave you on that. And we will talk to you guys this weekend. Later. Bye, guys.